Thank you for tuning in to the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I have been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast, which is named after the song by The Who, is about my experience behind the story. What my experience is doing the interviews and to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you everyone for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode 43. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com as it is the best quality audio without any copyright restrictions. In this episode, I talk about my experiences with my name twin, violinist, vocalist, songwriter, and composer, Lily Hayden. Here are a few snapshots of my experiences with Lily. Lily has been a part of the music fabric of Los Angeles for many, many years. I don't remember when I first heard her name, but I do remember that when I did, people were speaking about her in a very casual way. Kind of like, of course you know Lily Hayden, not like we're going to introduce you to this brand new artist. Lily is a fixture. I wanted to interview her in 2008 when she released this beautiful album called Places Between Places, but I couldn't snag an assignment for it. I did go to see her perform at the Roxy for that album. She was wandering around the VIP area with her violin, and she was charming everyone there. At one point, she started playing her violin to one of the people in the area, and she drew such a crowd that it almost eclipsed her actual performance. I wanted to talk to her really badly at that point and tell her how much I loved her album, but she seemed really impossible to get to, especially as she knew so many people in the place. That was before I knew anything about Lily, like she has played violin on stage with Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, and she played alongside Roger Waters at Coachella. She has also performed with Porno for Pyros, George Clinton, Cindy Lauper, Nusrat Fatah Ali Khan, Herbie Hancock, and the Los Angeles Philharmonic. She has scored many films, both with Hans Zimmer and on her own. Before all that, she was a child actor and worked regularly on television. Six years after that Roxy show in 2014, she released another wonderful album. This one called Lilyland, and I got to interview her for a publication geared toward female musicians called Box Magazine. I met up with Lily at the 101 Cafe, the diner made famous by the movie Swingers. I saw how charming Lily was from a distance, so I knew she would be lovely. But what I didn't expect was to have such a deep and instant connection with her. Lily is very aware and empathetic. She listens, but she also hears. From what she hears, she understands far more than what you are telling her. And I don't know if she does this with everyone, but she reflected a very clear and distinct image of myself back to me in our exchange. Lily and I both lost our mothers too early, mine when she was 64 and Lily when her mother was 54. 
This loss definitely created a bond between us that only people in similar positions to ours and with similar close relationships with their mothers can understand. Lily's mother is Lotus Weinstock, the well-known comedian and the first female to perform at the Comedy Store. Her father is David Jove, who is known for mass-producing LSD, as well as being the visionary behind the progressive short attention span editing style, which was later copied by MTV. At the time that we met, Lily had just gone through a long and harrowing experience where her home was essentially attacking her and she lost her ability to think. She told me it reminded her of when her mother was dealing with the brain tumor that cost her her life. This is what Lily said. My mother was a world-class wordsmith, brilliant with turn of phrase. When she got sick, she lost her words and it was this tragic irony to see the one thing she really felt was the essence of who she was taken from her. As we grow up, we accumulate the accoutrements of our identity and personalities. From the first time we lose a friend or a parent or a grandparent, we start to lose those elements of our world that define us. Peeling back those layers, we become the essence of who we really are without any of the accoutrements. I loved seeing how that unfolded in front of my eyes with my mom where her essence was just as exquisite and just as graceful without her language. When we were talking about our mothers, I had a major breakdown and was full out crying in the middle of the diner. But Lily did what I needed, which was just be there and let me cry. She also broke down what I needed in a life partner into a relatively long, but at the same time concise list of qualities, which frankly blew my mind. She was so specific and detailed in that list, which I wish I had recorded because I tried repeating it to myself over and over so I would remember it whenever I met someone new. When I met Lawrence, I told Lily he was all of those things on her list, all of them. She's always so excited and sweet to ask about what's going on with Lawrence and to offer her advice as a musician when I ask her about her experiences. It was through practicing her violin that Lily slowly started coming back to herself after her house made her sick. We spoke extensively about the therapeutic qualities, at the same time, the devaluation of music in society. This is some of what Lily had to say. The ability to make a living in the arts is directly related to the fact that we've devalued the arts in our society. Everybody downloads for free because it hasn't been taught to them that it's valuable. There's a meme going around Facebook that all musicians that I know send around. People are willing to pay $5 for a cup of coffee that takes 10 seconds to make, costs 30 seconds to make, but they won't pay 99 cents for a song that could have taken somebody a year or five years to make. It's a sad state of affairs. I think it's important to have the old world aesthetic that the arts are treasured, whether or not it's a way to make a living. It's a valuable commodity in our society that would directly impact whether or not people could make a living at it because people would treasure it. They would pay for their downloads. They would be willing to make sure there were grants for artists. It should be taught and valued as something to have in your life. That quote is from eight years ago, and it's sadly just as true today. Lily won a difficult-to-land fellowship to the Sundance Institute for Composing, where she learned a lot about scoring to picture. She feels like this is an extension of her time acting and taps into both her musician side and her actor side to compose her scores. 
In our most recent interview, which took place earlier this year, we talked about Lily's latest album, More Love, and her scores for the Netflix smash series, Ginny and Georgia, as well as the film Strip Down, Rise Up, and the Stars documentary, Ruth, Justice Ginsburg, in her own words. I asked Lily why she was releasing an album when she had so many scores to promote, and she gave me a very shrewd response. The scores I've done have come from people liking my albums. The attention I've gotten from my albums and the licenses from my songs have come from the scores that I've done. They're very much linked. I wanted to create an album that sounded like me and sounded like the films I wanted to score. Lily is also a social and human rights activist and very feet on the ground and grassroots in trying to make things happen. She was a political science major at Brown University with an eye to work in politics. But when she saw how incremental and slow the change was when working from the inside, she realized she could get more attention for her causes and make a bigger, quicker change as a musician. She also won a Grammy with her and her husband Itai Disraeli's band Opium Moon in the New Age category, which is slightly cringy and not at all how I would describe their wonderful music, which really should be experienced live for the full effect. Lawrence always talks about the bass player in that band, which is Itai. One of the times I went to see Lily perform after our first interview, we went to the dressing room to say hi after. The friend I was with was very surprised to see my interaction with Lily and he said, oh, she likes you. And it was weird how surprised he was. I just said, of course she does, we have a connection. But it also made me wonder whether I took these connections for granted. Anyway, those are some of my experiences with Lily Hayden. Our most recent interview is on mixonline.com and our first interview for Box Magazine is linked at picturesoflily.com. I recommend reading that one as she reveals so much about her upbringing in a commune and the detrimental presence of her father. In the next episode, I will be talking about my experiences with DJ, producer, entrepreneur, former adult star, and host of the newly minted podcast, The Lupe Fuentes Experience, Lupe Fuentes. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lauren Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlists for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.